Hey you, don't listen to that. Listen to this. This is the Heavy Heavy Monster Pod, the nuttiest pod around. So if you're coming home from work and you don't want to be a jerk, well listen, checkerheads, you better start to go berserk to the ridiculous podcast insanity of Madness March. Checkered past the Scodcast. Watch this. your life these days what the fuck you doing with yourself what the fuck you doing with your life these days what the fuck you doing with yourself What up, Checkerheads? Welcome to Checkered Pass the Scodcast with Selin and Rob, the show where a uh, God Save the King Django and a Robin Hood of Locksley Perry explore the history and impact of a different band each episode and hope to bring in new fans along the way. I'm Rob Smash, and this is my sister and co-host, Selin Suggs. Suggs Lynn? Suggs Lynn. Oh, that might work, actually. Suggs Lynn? Sure. And here, as always, on Trombonus is Engineer Joey Woody. Hey, there, there we, we go. go. We got it this oh, wait. time. Slugs. 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 Yeah. Oh, like slugs. There we go. It only took two of the five <laughs> episodes we're going to do to get yeah. there. Hey, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joey. That is good. That is good. Good. Well, it is Madness March, and I'm going to do the whole intro again, so get ready. Here I'm going to do go. this every time, just in case, for whatever reason, you decide to not start at the beginning. <laughs> this is Madness March. All month long, we're doing a March Madness-style bracket to pit 32 Madness singles in head-to-head battle to determine once and for all the greatest Madness single of all time. Hmm. Thanks for everyone who voted their predictions. If you want to follow along with the bracket, it's at challenge.com slash madnessmarch. C-H-A-L-L-O-N-G-E dot com slash madnessmarch. The matchups are based on how well the songs charted in the UK. And here's how it's going to work. So we've already done week one, which was round one, part one. And now we're going to do round one, part two, which is just me, Celine, and engineer Joey going through all the singles and their one-on-one matchups, picking the one that we like best. It's just our first impressions. For the most part, we haven't listened to these songs before. And if you listen to the first one, there's a big upset right away. <laughs> uh, it did I'm not, not take us long. Well, I am, but different things. Uh, it, <laughs> unrelated to Madness Marge. <laughs> I'm upset, I just but it has nothing to do with this. Yeah. I was more implying that a pick that oh, I wanted. Yeah, NW5 did that, not make but it. But it was, that's not a giant upset, I doubt. <laughs> well, maybe, 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 maybe. And then next week, week three, we are going to do round two with a guest to bring along a very UK perspective. And then in week four, we're bringing along a guest to talk videos. And then in week five, we're doing the final semis or the semifinals and the finals. We're going to make sure we go in depth with each song, lyrics, music, videos, cultural impact, everything. So in case you didn't know, let's talk about who Madness is. They are a ska band that began in the 70s and largely associated with the two-tone movement, although only very rarely actually appeared on the two-tone label. They're more so tied to Stiff, which is the label that housed Elvis Costello, Nick Lowe, The Damned, The Pogues, where they were one of its biggest acts. 
They're one of the most successful UK singles bands of all time, charting 30 plus singles and having 13 singles chart in a row in the early 80s. They began as an homage to Prince Buster, their name being a name, their name being a Prince Buster song, and they early on played a lot of ska and reggae. Their style evolved to merge ska with pop, new wave, punk, music hall, carving out a unique style they called the Nutty Sound. They've enjoyed a relatively stable lineup, the best known of which is, as I, we've done this before, but I'll do it again for everybody's sake, Chaz Smash, the hype man, dancer, vocalist, Suggs on vocals and lyrics, Kicks on the saxophone, Chrissy Boy guitar, Barso on the keys, Woody on the drums, and Betters on the bass. And they all kind of rotate their songwriting credits. So that's the intro. Did it again. <laughs> did that's it. a we're mouthful. All yeah, that was a. I'm gonna do it every time, just no, so that we're all I on think the. It is so we can always that, yes. reset. Yeah. And know what we're dealing with. We're yeah. dealing with madness because we're not doing as much history. A week to week, like podcast. I would need the reminder. Yeah, I would. Yeah. And uh, starting next week, we will do some more history based stuff because normally, if you listen to our podcast, you know, on our main episodes, we like go through the history of a band, talk about their albums. We're not doing that in March and madness March. We're actually just talking about these singles, doing a bunch of little games related to that. But you'll see on the next episode, we will talk a little bit about their pre album years and do a little bit of history there. But um, stay why do you tuned. have to infantilize the games? Why they got to be little. Does that infant <laughs> is little an infant <laughs> thing? <laughs> Or it's emasculate. Games. It's a little is game. little also tied to mas- is like largeness and masculinity a thing? I guess. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Not for me. Not for him. You yeah. just asked like a five me. foot woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I was just like, yeah, I was like, I am little. I just, As a little. I just saw you like raise your like. Yeah. I think like, yeah. <laughs> As a five, six woman. Oh. You know a, a five or a six woman. <laughs> I don't think until you're 18 yeah, you're considered I am, a woman. No, at a five or a six. I'm a seven dressed up as a nine and everyone knows it. Oh, I see. I see what you did there. It's a song. Oh, I thought you were going to do like a ska daddy meter. I'm a 10 on the ska daddy meter, but. <laughs> <laughs> but. I mean, you make, I you, make, you make the scale. But I make this, yeah, the maker of the scale gets to be at the top of the Just scale. Just like the maker of the notes is the one that determines your nickname. Yeah, Slugs. 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 Actually, that's pretty good. That's way better than what I put. Yeah, Slin Slugs. You didn't even try. So I did try. I call myself Rob you, Smash. You, yeah, you, yeah exactly. <laughs> you tried very hard at getting Madness March together, but you kind of phoned it in on the names. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> yeah, that, you sh- if you everyone shush. saw his eyebrows in that moment. <laughs> the, the fact thing. that I missed Joey Woody. <laughs> so yeah, obvious. And Fine. so lugs. Uh, anyway. <laughs> How about we do it? How about we get into some yeah, of these matchups? Let's fall in love. Yeah. All right. Let's call the whole thing off. Right? Is that a different thing? I don't know. Uh, yes. I, I was Runaway the, Bride, Julia Roberts. Oh, oh hi, I, was, I was quoting Julia the Roberts? Joan Jett Paul Westerberg classic, but... Oh, I went into my big game, which is a also a cover. I don't know where it came from originally. We've both been having our own conversations to ourselves. <laughs> um, but also I have been in a place of big Ange lately, so it is coming out more. Let's start with the first matchup. I be a puppy. <laughs> Wings of a dove. Of wise guys. Released in August 1983, it is a standalone single bridging their fourth and fifth albums. 
It is one of their best known songs, peaking at number two in the UK and is known stateside uh, when it was featured on 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, I definitely have heard this one then. It was written by Chaz Smash and Suggs, who share vocal duties and has an extraordinarily exuberant sound with gospel overtones. Gospel's OC supertones? Yeah. You may know this song. Oh, yeah. It's not very ska at all. No, it's not. Turn down your ska expectations. This is very Elvis Costello-esque. Yeah. Oh, especially with that piano. I I, I'm not sure about this. I don't really like Elvis Costello. Yeah, I was was just going to say, I'm not an Elvis Costello fan. Also, I love the polyphonic spree. How do you feel about the kettle? I like the cybertronic spree. No, that's an actual band. They dress up like Transformers and play songs from the Transformers movie and stuff. It's fucking awesome. (laughs) That does sound good. Well, that is very fun. I'm happy that exists. And their their costumes are really good. I don't ever need to actually watch that, but I'm happy it exists. (laughs) Uh, It's going up against the song Dust Devil. Released in May 2009, it was the lead single from their album Liberty of Norton Folgate. That's where NW5 came from. Mm. Well, who cares? And peaked at number 64. It was written by Woody and Kicks. Like the Nintendo. And continued their resurgence of ska in the 2000s with a party-focused lyrical content. Ooh. Like LMFAO. <laughs> I expect yeah. it to sound like Planet Smashers. The party rock anthem. Oh, yeah. This is very good already. Yeah. This is like Agri Lights. This is very Agri Lights-y. Oh, no. I yeah. love their respect for the tambourines. Yeah, this is so fucking, good. This is very good. Norton Folgate rules. Oh, yeah, listen to that. Yeah, this is good. Very good. I feel like this might have been a little bit of an inspiration. Oh, no. Oh, my afterwards but uh the piano sounds like the way the piano sounds on life won't wait rancid album oh yeah it's a very similar vibe it just came after but yeah oh this sounds great this is very enjoyable this is just a very good song yeah what was the title of this one? I've Dust never Devil. heard it before Dust Devil. No, but yeah, it's, it's been a while it's even got a cool like ska song name Dust Devil yeah yeah so Wings of a Dove versus Dust Devil. And or, Dust Devils are kind of cool, like little cool. mini tornadoes. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ready to ready to vote? Yep. Dirt Devil. All right. That would have been a good Dirt Devil commercial. I'm ready. Three, two, one. Dust, Dust Devil. Devil. Yeah. Went down to Georgia, baby. I think Wings of a Dove is a bit of a bogus song. I mean, <gasps> it's all right. Whoa. I don't love it. Oh, bogus. I was, I was pretty beige on it. Also, are we yeah, in the movie Clueless? Yeah. Bogus? Bogus. I actually do Actually, like wouldn't bogus, bogus be from like... Bill and Ted from their journey. Yeah, Might absolutely. Yeah. They, they definitely dropped some bogues. Yeah. yeah, well, it was a bogus journey. Yeah, they say that a lot. Yeah. They say that a lot? Bogus. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. It is fun. <laughs> 
they have fun going slang, back in time. Slang from that <gasps> era is very, very fun. I like calling things tubular and mm-hmm. radical. Yeah. In that sense. I say rad so like, all the time. Yeah. Radical. Yeah. I think that's a ska thing to say rad. I say rad a lot, but then oh, I the have a lot of Gen Z clients and they're always like, it's definitely like an hard old move. Like, but then they're like, they're all like this. Eh. <laughs> hey, Gen Z. For those eh. listening, Rob was dabbing. He's dabbing. And then they made a duck face. And then a floss. Okay, wait. Your idea of young people is like young people from 2005. 2005, people were dabbing. People were dabbing in the tens. That's a gen- oh, it's Sorry. Yeah. Jeez. Sorry. 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 That's a callback. Callback to last week. Yeah. I am Michael Caine. I am Michael Caine. All right. Next matchup. Tomorrow's Just Another Day, released in February 1983. It was a single from the Rise and Fall album and peaked at number eight. It was written by Barso and Chaz Smash and has a distinctive new wave sound covering on the band's favorite topic, world, cl- well, sorry, world class, working class ennui. World class ennui sounds good too. World class ennui. We all know that working class ennui. I definitely, you know, <laughs> Joey. Like that sounds like some melodica. Melodica gang, hashtag. Oh, no, that might have just been a harmonica, actually. Rob did a really cool thing and did the hashtag <laughs> thing with his fingers, and it was really cool. <laughs> then he dabbed. And he actually just jumped out of the window and ended it all finally. <laughs> Basement window. <Yeah. laughs> that actually did him in. That's all it that did. Him. That's all it did. He lost the whole this is kind of fun. It's got kind of like a Munsters sort of Adams family kind of oh, yeah. harpsichord piano thing going on. I do like this song. I know we, we're. It's caravanny. Doing, we're doing bits over top yeah, of it. It's, it's kind caravanny. Of caravanny. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I actually. Feel like I'm traveling that song in a caravan. Is a, that song is a jam. That's pretty good. Yeah, we did a bit over it, but mm-hmm. it is a good song. And it's going up against Cardiac Arrest. Released in February 1982, it was a single from the album Seven, peaked at number 14. Written by Chrissy Boy and Chaz Smash, tells the story of an alcoholic working stiff who has a heart attack on the way to work. Ah. Oh, boy. Their stories are so stressful. Yeah. It is the first song that they released since signing to Stiff that did not crack the top 10. Mm. Mm. Um, Every time you say Chrissy Boy, it sounds like you're insulting. It's his, it's his it's name. It's kind of a cool name, just, though. And like, after I've heard it a few times, it's pretty cool. It's supposed to be like a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I, like that, I like that bass line. Yeah. What do you call that when it's the Apricio bass line? I don't know any actual terms for anything. It's kind of like musical. This would be like not the main musical song, but like an in-between, like, worker on a roof. Yeah, this is the moving the plot along song. This is the part where you get some, like, uh, story. Kind of sounds like a song that's the like dinosaurs from the show Dinosaurs thing that are the dinosaurs that have to be like the dishwashers and stuff. Like it's a living. This has this has it's a living energy. Oh boy. Yeah. Yes. So. so it's tomorrow's just another day against cardiac arrest. Do you guys ready to vote? Which one was the latter cardiac arrest? Yeah. Oh man. And what was the first one? Tomorrow's just another day. Okay. 
You ready? Okay, yeah. yeah. I guess so. I, I got yeah. mine. I okay. got mine. Yeah. Three, two, one. Tomorrow's cardiac arrest. Another oh, day. See, I got fucked yes, this time. I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> but I was going to go with the Skyer one. I do like Tomorrow's Just Another Day. It's great. And I, I'm, I'm happy it's moving forward. To be honest, I was pretty neutral on both of them. That was a tough choice for me. Yeah. That, 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 was, that was one of the toughest choices so far because I've been able to pick one that I've liked way more than the other. Yeah, that most one of the wasn't time. obvious. Not, yeah. not since eliminating our house. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was pretty easy. <laughs> not since the fall of NW5. <laughs> All right, the next matchup. It Must Be Love, released November 1981. It is a standalone single wedged in their promotion of the album Seven. It's a reggae cover of a Lobby Cifras classic and peaked at number four. It was also re-released in 1992 and peaked again at number six. That's one of the ones that they just released again, just as it was, <laughs> to see if it would chart again. Why not? I know this song. So much, always, always with the, with the key, uh, oh my god, how come I can't talk? Always with the keyboard and piano. This is a very, like, cinematic song. I feel like it's been a lot of And I set. never thought I'd feel this way, the way I feel about you. Takes a while to get going. There as soon as I wake up, every night. Oh yeah, that wasn't a vibe I was expecting. That's pretty good, though. It's covered. It's it's a little more. It's okay though. It's a little gentle. It's pretty gentle. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. It must be love. It must be love. That's right. And it's going up against Sweetest Girl, released in February 1986. It's a single from their album Mad Not Mad. Peaked at number 35. It's a also cover of an 80s synth pop song by a band called Scritty Politty. <laughs> Fun. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's also done in a similar reggae adjacent vibe. Scritty Politty. Scritty Politty? Oh, my notes say that this is supposed to be reggae-ish, so we'll see. This is not going in that direction at all. Um, that song was in the movie Tall Guy with Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I doubt that's where I heard it, but maybe. <laughs> Just calling myself out on my own fact. Too slow. Yes. It's only 20 seconds in. This <laughs> <laughs> is about split decisions, is it not? <laughs> that's true. I did say it's first impressions. Oh, there we go. That's barely a yeah, Oh, I, this is I'm like, incredulous about this. This is like... Uh, it's not even trying. That's just making... <laughs> that's just making... Like, you like, made some music, I guess. The, the, <laughs> if this was an instrumental, it could be just the backing track while you're, like, in a shop in a Nintendo game. That's what like, plays when you, like, press the button on the fucking keyboard that already has something pre-programmed, <laughs> yeah. and you're supposed to play along pre, to it because that's Casio. not enough of a song. You're supposed to play on top of it. <laughs> I think we know where we stand on this. Yeah, sorry. What were the, uh, it was. It must be love versus sweetest girl. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. It, it must, must be love. love. Easy. It must peace. be love. I feel like whatever it must be love is going up against next is gonna have a hard time. Uh, it's going up. Uh, yeah. Oh well. 
I don't know. I feel like it's going up against tomorrow's just another day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, then we'll see. Oh, maybe not. No, 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 it's not. It's going up against whatever's next. Oh, boy. So, next matchup. The Sun and the Rain, released in October 1983. It is a standalone single edged in their promotion of Keep Moving, which peaked at number five. Written by Barso and carries the band's move to Sophistapop with a somber reflection on the ebb and flow of good times and bad times. Sun and the Rain. What the conflict is? You just made me not like it. Yeah, it's all right. Eh. Let's see. Let's see what it's going up against here. Oh, stuff from Mad Not Mad. All right, Uncle Sam, released in October 1985. It is a single from Mad Not Mad, written by Chrissy Boy and Kicks. It peaked at number 21, being the first single in their career, failing to crock to crock, failing to crack the top 20. It is a narrative about the experience of fighting in World War II and the propaganda that surrounds it. Another political song. Interesting. Definitely a more fun song. Yeah, it's a little bit more upbeat. Oh no. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty beige on both of these ones too. I think I've heard enough. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, okay, so Sun in the Rain versus Uncle Sam. What are we thinking? So you guys, you guys ready to vote on it? Yeah. I, I am. Yeah, I'm ready, I think. All right. Three, two, one. The Uncle Sun Sam. and the Rain. Oh, okay. Yeah. You guys liked it better? Yeah, it was just like yeah. a little more of an up. The Sun and the Rain was a little more kind of techy and proggy. I guess when I said it was like. No, no not that sort. It was Beatlesy. Beatlesy. <laughs> so that was kind of an automatic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Knife in the back. Well, 
Wow, the last couple of matchups yeah. have been kind of like yeah. a bummer. Yeah. All right. This is really the this is really the 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 middle of the second record kind of situation oh, right yeah. now, hey? I feel yeah. Yeah, it does feel that way, doesn't it? Yeah, really kind of middle of the sophomore effort situation at the moment. Well, I think that's as good a time as any to take a break because sure. we got we got only four more matchups left. Oh boy. And we we've done it for round one. So Man, thirty-two songs. When we're, songs. It's a lot of songs. We're I'm doing learning this a lot. One day. We, we've recorded these two episodes in one day. Well, wow, that makes we, the most sense. Yeah, but, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we mentioned it earlier. No, so. yeah. We did a double record today. Yeah. This is double wild. record. So, when we get back, more madness. What the fuck you doing with your life these days? Welcome back to Checkered Past the Scodcast. It's Madness March, and we are in the last bits of round one of our pitting the Madness singles against each other. So let's tarry no further. We're going to talk My Girl, released in December 1979. My mm, different My Girl. <laughs> it was a single from their debut, One Step Beyond. The one with Macaulay Culkin? Nope. And merges the band's two-tone and new wave tendencies. It was written by Barso about his girlfriend and peaked at number three, and then it peaked again at number 27 in 1992 when they re-released it. It is one of the very first original songs they wrote. I believe they wrote it when they were called the North London Invaders. So it goes back a ways. The song is called My Girl, and I'm vamping as I find it. There it is. My, my biases are going to start coming up pretty soon because I love this song and I know it. The album One Step Beyond Rules. Because you're a little song-loving bitch. <laughs> I'm a song-loving bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a song-loving bitch, too. My girl's well. at me. I didn't want to see the film tonight. I found it hard to say. She thought I'd had enough of her. Why can't she see? She's lovely to me. But I like to stay in and watch TV on my own every now and then. It's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah it's that pretty song. fun. <laughs> well, it goes mad at me. Yeah, we're just um, silently listening to it. But I, yeah, it's pretty good. Does Aria and like madness? Yes. Yes, I was like, oh, Aaron, this might be actually like the one ska thing Ariane likes. She does like madness. And yep. it's like UK. Yeah. Yeah. She likes two-tone. I was just thinking about, yeah, she does like, no, but you know, she doesn't yeah, like, like a lot of ska. No. And this is. But she's, if, just I, like if Will, I throw some madness on, like, she's like, oh, it's good. Just like Will, she only likes ska a little bit. A little bit, that's right. <laughs> and you like it a lot. That's right. But a little bit. Your son. I like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> me and I apparently your son says me and mom only like ska a little bit and you like it a lot. That's right. <laughs> He's not wrong. No, it's fun. It's, it's just amazing. It's part of my extremely practical son's headspace. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so my girl is going up against Drip Fed Fred, which was released in January 2000. And it was a single from their 1999 album Wonderful and was written by Barso and Kix. The post-drop dead Fred. Yes. Pub rock icon Ian Dury of Kilburn in the High Roads, which was a huge influence on this band, sings vocals. The song peaked at number 55. 
that what I wrote? Yeah, 55 and is lyrically a tale of a local gangster and his struggle for power. Ooh. Story. We want Freddy for Ooh. a leader. Freddy is a man of class. Caitlin needs to do this for karaoke. Our friend. Oh my god, I'm biased. This, this is fucking just, rocks. This is just a song about I a guy rich in the movie. This is this Brick Top's fucking. <laughs> what's it? From Snatch? Yeah, from Snatch. Talking. As greedy as a fucking pig. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is pretty awesome. This is sick. <laughs> there is no simple solution. Is this like the original gangster ska? Oh, I guess this would be well, thousands. I think yeah. gangsters is the original <laughs> gangster. Oh yeah, I guess. Ska. Maybe Al Capone. This is sweet. Yeah, that was great. Wait. All right. I am sorry. That one rocks. You're, you're all ready to vote. What's the first one called? My girl. And the second one's called Drip Fed Fred. Okay. Okay. Three. Two, one, my Fred. Fred. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you know that going in? No, I've never heard that song before. It's really good, though. But <laughs> yeah. I, I know that if it's going to be on One Step Beyond, I'm voting for it. So uh, <laughs> that's just the unfortunate thing. I'm literally thing. like writing that's interesting, down that song. though, that that's like, that's a fair bias because yeah. that's like probably one of their that is probably their best record, just based but then on. Also, we know bullshit. how Rob is a Scotty guy, so the more yeah, Scotty the record is, the more he likes it. And that's true. One step beyond is basically all Scott. So, all Scott. That song was really good, and that album is not very good overall, from what I hear. I haven't listened to it, so I can't say for sure. But that song did sound a lot better than the other singles we listened to from it. So yeah, yeah. All right, it was fun. fun. Alida, Alida. I am Michael Caine. <laughs> I Shut am Michael Caine. <laughs> uh, no, I am Michael Caine. <laughs> well, the real Michael Caine. Shut up. Released on September 1981, it was a single from their album Seven, peaked at number seven. It was written by Suggs and Chrissy Boy and is a new wave tale of a criminal standing trial attempting to convince people he's innocent. Shut up. Shut up. Shut, Shut up. Shut up. It's another gangster song. That's fun. Okay. Are you sure it's not an old timey saloon song? <laughs> they have a vibe of that. A player piano vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Music a ghost would play. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, totally. A little bit. They got way cooler ghosts over there. The ghosts are older, right? In the UK? They got ghosts for. They got like like king ghosts. Yeah, we don't got no king ghosts. No, we got no king ghosts. We got like. I do love King Boo on Mario Kart. (laughs) (laughs) The most famous of king King ghosts. ghosts. Yeah, (laughs) King Boo. Speaking of which, (laughs) y'all stoked for the Mario Kart Eight expansion that's dropping right away? No, that's. I mean, yes, now because I didn't know about it. Oh yeah, it's like basically the same (laughs) number of tracks that are on the game. It's like they're doubling the number of tracks in the game, guys. You're looking at the wrong guy, oh. not a Mario Kart guy. Oh, man. It's just because Robert's not as good at it I'm organically. Yeah. And Robert. <laughs> yeah, very bad. And that's why I like it, because it's one of the few games I can beat Robert at. <laughs> and it's fucking awesome, though. That's the other thing. 
and hey, Shut man. Up is going up against yep. The Prince, released on oh. August 1979. Their first single ever. About oh. Buster himself? Yeah, a you bet. Standalone track. Definitive. Two, and it's not just a definitive two-tone track because of the era it was released. It was on the two-tone label. Wow. Peaked at number 16, straight-up ska song about Prince Buster. So, um, yeah, it's right here. Right. <laughs> I had to find it. He sold the heat With a rock steady beat Wow. This is gonna be a no. This is so good. Yeah. This is what kicked it off. First Madness single. Wow, out with Bam. the banger. Oh, oh yes. They were holding bangers. back. The Prince followed by One Step Beyond. Holy so shit. Man. He's like not faking Jamaican at all. Oh. No. You know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, yeah. he could have. Yeah. And he's just full, no full Brit talk. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's nice. It's it's great. <laughs> so that's and that's, that's from the seventies. The seventies, seventy nine. Yep. So there's all all the excuse technically. And that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the two songs we listened to were "Shut Up" and "The Prince." Y'all ready to vote? Yeah, yeah. I've been ready yeah. since since, yeah, since you heard it. Since you heard since <laughs> I heard like He's yeah. On the yeah yeah. Three, two, one. The, the Prince. Prince. Oh fuck that that song <laughs> might also. Like listening to it again, I'm like, oh shit. That's a banger. That song rips so yeah, it's great. That's like maybe one of their best songs. Eh, yeah. Uh, yeah, honestly. That's yeah. gonna be a contender. Yeah. I could have been a contender and that's gonna be I don't be know a if contender. it's gonna be driving in my car. It's but. absolutely going to, and I will quit the podcast if it does. <laughs> <laughs> this is like every reality show. If I'm like mad about who goes home, I always threaten that I'm never gonna watch the show again. And I always watch the show again. These so we're down to the last two matchups. Oh, the last so, two. Here we go. Gray Day released April 1981. It was the band's debut single from their album Seven and defines the band's transition to dark new wave. Written by Barso. Transition. And dark. dark. Oh, in new 1981. Wave. Yeah. I just heard dark. Oh yeah, it's new dark, wave. New not wave. Ska. Yeah, 1981. It was written by Barso and peaked at number four and details the relentless drudgery of day to day life. Hence why it's called Gray Day. And That's it is a very yeah. famous song, so I've never, I don't think I've heard it before. People love it. I like New Wave. Oh, so dark. Mm, there's a little bit of like Scary. spooky. Madness is so spooky. They can get there. They get spooky if they're not nutty. Honestly, am I well, madness? Little, I can get spooky when I'm not being nutty. There's a little Scott to this. Yeah. This is sweet. I guess it's kind of close to reggae, technically. I mean, tomato, tomato. Yeah. Tomato. Good morning. Aluminium. Yeah, this is pretty sweet. Like the random, like, laser sound. Whatever it was. Laser. <laughs> Brought one to the studio. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, mate. <laughs> I found this laser. <laughs> I wish all laser sounds were actual lasers. <laughs> and he gets a sweet laser. Oh, laser. 
Can you believe someone threw out a perfectly good laser? Hey, put that in the... Not while we're recording. No. Actually, that sounds amazing. Keep it in. Yeah. Say, stop playing with that laser. Sucks. <laughs> Chrissy boy. Chaz, you're a real wet blanket. <laughs> I don't think Chaz is the wet blanket. <laughs> With a name like Chaz Smash, that'd be like a really yeah. ironic name. Also, I feel like they'd be saying wanker and not wet blanket. <laughs> be, yeah, wanker. <laughs> All right. Grey Day is going up against Shaman Scandal, released July 2005. It was a single from their all-covers Danger Men Sessions album. This is the only single from there that is on the podcast. Peaked at 12. It is a cover of a Calypso standard that was famously recorded by the Whalers for Studio One back in the day. So okay. uh, this might be a, this might be quite the matchup. It's pretty fun. Oh, that does have a very like Studio One vibe. Yeah, the horns. The horns are very Studio One. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. I am It's better than all. I I really like the Danger Man sessions. I think it's a really good covers record. I, they were kind of blind touring as the Danger Men and just playing cover sets around London around this time, which was kind of rad. They kind of were gonna make more because it's called Volume One, but they never ended up doing it. I kind of have a hot take. What's that? I don't think their covers are anywhere near as strong as their original songs. One Step Beyond is a cover. Oh. Yeah. So except for that one, maybe. We'll see your yeah. other covers, though. But, I, I mean, I, I think I think you that, on the majority of the other ones. I feel, uh, that's true. I, I mean, feel like why when, would you let make me eat my words like that? <laughs> How they taste so sort fast. Of the, the like, I don't know. They don't taste good. They don't taste good. Um, I I think I might be where you guys are at with this. So if you guys hey, are ready to vote, again? so it's Grey Day and Shame yeah. and Scandal. Yeah. Do you? Three, two, one. Grey Day. Day. Yeah. Shame and Scandal is good, but yeah, I feel okay. like Grey Day is a bad song. Better. But like Grey Day is like pretty sweet. Yeah. Now we're down to the last matchup. <gasps> this song is called Night Boat to Cairo, released October oh. 1979. It was a single from their debut, One Step Beyond, and peaked at number six. Everyone's heard it. Ska song written by Barso. Mostly an instrumental, but then Suggs came in and added some kind of nonsense lyrics to it. Uh, yeah, this song rules. This fucking song is awesome. I know this song for sure. Yeah, this is very, very, very good. I don't know if we're gonna get to the part where it goes down on the river Nile. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. They're also, yeah, very strong with like a mostly instrumental and then just like a random. Sack solos. That's sick. Sack solos. And Kix is like 
notoriously admits that he's kind of a shit sax player. Like he plays like he plays with feeling. He says he's Man. he played a broken saxophone for like most of his life and didn't even realize it. <laughs> but then yeah, shake it me. Like just rips in every song. So do saxophonists enjoy kicks? I don't know because he he's a little bit more subdued in later songs. He's not really a standout as much as he is in like the yeah, first couple okay. of records. Um, it is going up against a song called Waiting for the Ghost Train, released October 1986. So spooky. They're very spooky. It was, yeah, this is an interesting song. It was a one-off single released on their compilation, Utter Madness. It peaked at number 18 and is the last single the band released before they went on hiatus. So October 1986, the band stopped being a band until the early 90s. It's a Suggs-led song written as a condemnation of apartheid. Exciting lyrics. Yeah, he wasn't pro apartheid. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I should hope not. Yeah. They have some like they they've said some weird stuff about Nazis. Like they famously had some they're not pro Nazi, but they were like very not into <laughs> kicking them it's, out of the Hold on shows. a second. Is this the intro to oh. like Goosebumps? <laughs> or are you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of the dark? It's meant for your approval by the Midnight Society. That's from Canada. If you're not yeah. from Canada, you probably have no idea what that is. Uh, um, I mean, this is kind of fun, but I don't it's think a it's really a, it's like even a competition. To be honest. You know what? The musical comment I'm making, I think it's just because it's always telling a story. Right. But they are like big musical, which is like a yeah. English thing. Right? Yeah, I just... About yeah, telling a lot of stories. Yeah, they. It's something about like it's it's almost like a ballad, but it's not a ballad. Hey, yeah. Ghost you know? Train or Night Boat to Cairo. Night Boat to Cairo. I know where I'm at. I have no idea. It's like it'd three, be a two, one. Night, Night Boat, Boat to, to Cairo. Cairo. God, that Definitely. sounds so good. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So let's recap what one. That's a good way to end. In yeah, yeah I think was, so. That's great. So for yeah, part. Hey. There was the sophomore slump right in the middle, and we came back with a strong, strong song at the end of the second one. And just to recap, I'm going to even go back to like the yeah, start. The, Let's the go full, all the way. The whole this bracket. is the whole bracket. This is what made it through round one. House of Fun. I am Michael Caine. <laughs> I am Michael Caine. <laughs> Driving in my car. So excited. <laughs> Sorry. I hate that. Baggy Nothing. trousers. The Return of the Lost Palmas 7, Embarrassment, One Step Beyond, Dust Devil, Tomorrow's Just Another Day, It Must Be Love, Uncle Sam, Drip Fed Fred, The Prince, Grey Day, and Night Boat to Cairo. That is the round two uh, competitors. How are y'all feeling? Very good. Good, yeah. That's a. I have. I also would say I have. I've always respected, and I would say liked madness, but I have a whole new respect. And I was gonna say for yeah. madness. This is a. I like them very much. This is yeah. a a first very impressions impressed. episode where we yeah. maybe knew each seemed like a mix of like five or six songs that we've heard here and there, mm-hmm. 
Uh, but we listened to 32 songs over the last two episodes. So now we have, a, I think, a better picture. Yeah. Even though not a complete picture, but a better like picture. We all have totally. a good idea of their sound. Yeah. And the way their sound had changed and evolved over time. Yeah. I'm and also, yeah. we like all of these, almost all of these songs that moved on. So as the rounds go on, we're going to be kind of listening to them and dissecting them a little more each time, yeah. which is interesting. So it's kind of fun to be like, this is turning out to be much more scientific than I expected it to be. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to break down different aspects of it. In, I know in I'm going to get episodes. upset. I already am like can see that I will get emotional and upset, but I'm ready for it. So like strap in folks. What, yeah. <laughs> what elements of madness do you like? Like what's the thing about madness? Lynn? Spooky. You like it when they get spooky. British. You like it when they get very British. Yeah. Me theatrical. too. I actually I actually like I, it when I they get British. Like British yep. spooky. Oh yeah. yeah. Joey. Um for me, I expected myself to be like totally like on board with the mostly ska stuff, but I, I like some of their later stuff that's a little weirder. Um in kind of a uh, like a oingo boingo kind of weirdness sense, you know, like they kind of really were pushing it while still putting out like listenable singles for the most part. I mean, we booted some of them pretty quickly, but yeah. like for the most, out of 32 songs, there was maybe four or five that we immediately were like a hard no on. That's pretty good, man. Like I'm, I, I'm pretty impressed. Yeah. And I have to say that I, like, I do like the ska stuff the most just because I think it's the grittiest and most, like, energetic. But that being said, the rest of it is all, like, I, I like it all almost equally, you yeah. know? Like, it's pretty good. I I can tell when I don't like a Madness song, when it's too, like, new romantic, too sophisticated. Yeah. And, and kind of slow and boring. Like, I mean, yeah. as Celine and I have mentioned many, many times that slow and boring is, like, not... For us, so I mean, that's some of those singles that's are pretty a bit of a slow. Taste thing, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, are they all alive? Know. Are they all alive? I think so. And what do you think they do? They play shows? Yeah, yeah. Not and right they, now, <laughs> pandemic. Like. Yeah. Do they? Do you? What do you think they? Because the they feel about like, do they prefer to play like their Scott? Like you know, when they're playing a show, do you think they pump kind of like their Scott stuff? I think like, it would depend. I wonder how they feel about it. I don't even think it's Scott or not. It's like, are like, are we gonna play like our know. biggest songs? Right. Like they're probably just gonna drop. Yeah, they're probably just playing no all the biggest songs. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. At this I point. When you're a legacy act, you kind of have to, right? Outside Britain, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say Britain. I don't actually UK. know what I'm talking UK. about when I say Britain. When I outside the UK, I feel like it would be mostly Scott people going to them. Could be. IMO and some Brits. I don't know because we're that we're our perception of them is North American radio, right? Like I don't know European radio. Like, I they feel leave, like they're they more they of a counterculture thing here now. Like I'm not saying, but like in maybe their in heyday. Germany, their weird disco '90s stuff like totally was the jam. You know what I mean? Like I, like I don't know what the what the demographics were like in Europe for their music because it could be totally different from what. We were listening. I'm to thinking America. Canada. Yeah, Canada. I bet you they North have North America. I'm thinking North America. North America. I bet yeah, they have more sure. of a footprint in the U.S. than they do in Canada. Yeah, 
I don't feel like they're that big. I don't think they're very big. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Even though we're more culturally like we we forgive UKness more in Canada than (laughs) than the Americans do. Yeah, we had count. Does the UK does the UK forgive Canadianness more than America does? I don't I think know, they I don't think us. they think I, I about think, us. We no. think about I think, I think, think the UK thinks about France and Australia way more than and they the think states. about Canada. I think they, they think about, the about us like you're their younger cousin. Yeah, we're there. But like, you I know, think they like us. When you have a cousin so. that's like four or five years younger than you and they're kind of out of your age group, but you're like, oh, I like that kid when I see him at like family functions or whatever, but you're not like going to hang Australians out Australians think about us. Australians and Canadians. I think I think bond. Canadians like and Australia. Yeah, we have a very similar like Weird. cultural. Yeah, Australia is like yeah. hot Canada. <laughs> Australia <laughs> is hot surfing. Hot surfing Canada. Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to be like, I'm so jealous when they thought about all the bugs. Yeah. And also, mostly, honestly, kangaroos, they're so fucking disgusting. They're like big, muscly <laughs> bros. And then when I was young, I thought that was cute that there was a baby and like riding in the front of them. And, and then you sacks. look at it and it's disgusting. It's like I'm a weird. Named flush. after a baby one. Whatever. You're not named after a baby one. You're named after <laughs> You're some na- fucking asshole. I didn't know they're called the- woodies. You're- I was going to say some fucking asshole in the Bible. That's not fair. I, I'm just. <laughs> I don't think was some fucking asshole. I didn't. I know. You don't know. We only know what we're told. I just keep forgetting Joseph that we is, have. There's really genuinely, good people who do are Christian. I need to know shit is on religion. Genuinely as much as I do. one of the most generic names on the planet. So it's totally yeah. fine um, to rip on it every now and then. But let's talk about that weird, fleshy, kind of crusty, thin mucus sack on the front of kangaroos. And you're led <laughs> do to we think have that's to? cute. Anyways, that's all I have to say. And then they're like do mean and beat it's you up. Cute? Do we? <laughs> I want everyone listening to ask themselves, do we think it's cute as a people? You know what I said in the last episode? I said, man, we're really on topic. <laughs> and, I, and now I'm starting to take it We've back. Been, well, we, we were off topic right at the very beginning until we got focused. We focused all the way through all the songs, and now we're kind of like breaking off again. Thanks for listening to Checkered Past. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Checkered Past Pod, or send us an email at checkeredpastpod at gmail.com. Ask a question for this show, suggest bands, and bring us games to play. We have merch available at checkeredpass.ca, including a Madness March t-shirt. Please like, subscribe, tell your friends, and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. This episode is produced and engineered by Joey, who made a Madness March playlist that you can find on Spotify. Our theme song is OAO by Edmonton's own Mad Bomber Society, and these uh, episodes have a rad cover by Bonsai Dad featuring Common Sense Kid in a madness style. So fun. Merci. Next week, we have Common Sense Kid. He's the UK gentleman in question who will bring his perspective to this. He's going to come on here and just hammer Celine for all of her terrible accent work. No, he's not. Did he tell you he's going to do that? (laughs) No. No. He's from Froome. Vroom. Vroom. Yeah, Vroom. we're saying it is right. That what the, is that we're what the, saying it correctly. Vroom. The town? His yeah. town is famously mispronounced. What is yeah. it spelled as? F-R-O-M-E. It's like yeah. Rome with an oh, F at the beginning. Oh, Vroom. But it's Vroom. But it's Vroom. Well, I'm sorry. That's on the spelling. You can't blame anyone for read like you can't blame anyone for reading it that way that's not on anyone that's on you come back co- next week for the rest of this conversation <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it's from we'll pick it up where yeah, sublime, it, and every, sublime the, was from it's yeah, already okay done. that joke's yeah. been done i was yeah, just mini vandal was all over that I, okay I, actually i believe i, I, I believe it. it originated with ike and then I ike and i had a conversation about. with oh, yeah. common sense kid about it and then mini vandal revisited oh, it yeah. It's been all over all, the Scott Twitter. All Scott, Scott, some Scott Twitter insider yeah. stuff. <laughs> Very stupid. 
Until next time, I'm Rob. Flynn. Jungle Love. I'm Joey, yo, we, yo. In the immortal words of madness, this may not be uptown Jamaica, but we promise you a treat. Pew. Boop, 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 boop. Pew.